Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. Hello and welcome to episode 98 of Let's Talk Loyalty. And today I'm delighted to be sitting in my studio together with my guest, Lisa Brightwell, Managing Director at Bright Insights Consulting, a boutique loyalty consulting firm here in the UAE. Now, Lisa and her team specialize in all aspects of loyalty strategy, loyalty operations, but particularly what we're talking about today is innovative ideas and exciting technologies that loyalty program owners around the world can really think about in terms of the next phase of their strategy development. Lisa has an extraordinary career that spans Marriott International, Jumeirah Group and Emar Hospitality. So she really does have extraordinary credentials. But for me, when I first met Lisa, it really was her passion for new ideas and creating wow customer experiences that really blew me away. Lisa and I talk about new concepts such as using WhatsApp as a messaging platform or the idea of voice assistance as a new audio concept that we have yet to see executed here in this region to build customer connections. We also talk about my favorite loyalty technology, which is card linking, something that has been delivered with extraordinary success here in the UAE. Okay, Lisa, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty and tell me, what is your favourite loyalty statistic? Thank you, Paula. So I found this quite difficult because there's so many statistics. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I chose a statistic that was um, that, that sparked my thought process okay. versus my favourite. Okay. So And that was from Accenture and it said that there are 3.3 billion loyalty memberships in the United States. Wow. It's a staggering figure. Wow. If you consider that that's 10 times the population. Yes, and so what it made me think of is, well, first of all, America is a very saturated loyalty market anyway. Of course. But how do we, as loyalty marketeers, yeah. um, make sure that we, our program, if we're managing or building a program, can yeah. stand out? Yeah. But not only stand out, how can we use technology to elevate and amplify customer experience? Sure. Um, and I was in a meeting, actually, last week okay. and um, about a new program, potentially, in the UAE. And somebody said to me, Lisa, does Dubai need another loyalty program. Okay. And my response was yes okay. and no. Okay. So yes, this brand needs a loyalty program, but this brand does not need a loyalty program like everybody else. Of course. And that's the challenge, you know, in, in a saturated market. Or where, and, and, we, and the fact that there's loads of loyalty programs is great because it means that loyalty works. Yes. And we know this. Yeah. But how can we use technology and how can we use our knowledge to make sure, as loyalty marketeers, we're creating a program that can stand out and really engage. Yeah. And there were two other statistics on this same, it was on Forbes, actually, this article. Okay. And the first one said that 95% um, of members want to engage with their loyalty program in an emerging technology. Oh 95%. Oh, my goodness. And that was from, that top quote was from Bond. And, but then um, Wilbur said that 79% of customers said they would be less likely mm -hmm. to enroll in a loyalty program if they had to download an app. 
Oh, my goodness. And so for me, I mean, I don't know about you, but my phone is full of loyalty apps. And I am starting to get a bit annoyed by um, having to download. Yeah. Because it doesn't mean I don't want to be a loyalty customer. Yeah. I just don't want to download the app. Yeah. And I think we need to, and the industry needs to really start considering loyalty is a strategy. It's not an app. Mm. And so how do we take everything we know Mm. um, and create loyalty programs that can basically elevate yeah. experience and engage yeah. yeah yeah my goodness there's so much in there Lisa um, I'm <laughs> sorry <all> right. <laughs> but first and foremost um, you have incredible experience in the UAE and we'll make sure you know to talk through all of that in terms of your career and credentials um, your name is extremely well known I Aww. can't believe it's taken me this long to actually meet you um, I definitely think we need to link to that Forbes article so we'll make sure to, yep. to, to link to that in the show notes and uh, I just want to pick up I suppose first of all on the downloading an app piece. Yes. Because I think you're totally right. Um, I think as consumers, we're all a bit jaded with everybody wanting our attention. Um, And I think it's great when some brands can just maybe add a loyalty layer, for example, into their core app. But also, I think that there's lots of markets where you can't even ask somebody to download an app because they mightn't have a high enough resolution on their phone. Mm. So we're quite lucky. We probably have quite cool phones, quite high end, quite Mm -hmm. recent. But honestly, I think it's just a dead strategy. Agreed. And the cost of getting people to download your app, I think just the acquisition cost is extraordinary. So, and I guess we can't just skip over the big uh, starting statistic, 3.3 billion loyalty memberships. In the US, it was staggering. Oh my God. It's staggering. Yeah, yeah. Um, But you're right. And I I think... You know, um, I'm I'm less likely to want to download an app now. Yeah. So uh, exactly what you say. What about other markets where yeah. uh, it, it's more difficult? But also the cost of apps these days. Yeah. You know, it's it's not cheap to create a very engaging app. Of course. And so, and like you say, the acquisition cost to get people to download. Yeah. So what if there are other ways that you can create engagement without having to spend all that money on an app? What, what if yeah. you reinvested that money in other ways? Yeah. And I think that's where... Um, the likes of things like WhatsApp mm. oh my are, goodness. <laughs> are playing like a really yeah. interesting role in the evolution of um, interface yeah. Uh, yeah. between the business and the consumer. Yeah. But also it's just a very interesting space. Yeah. There are 2 billion WhatsApp users worldwide. My goodness, yeah. And 180 countries using it mm. in 60 languages wow. and 100 billion messages sent daily. Oh my God. Daily. I mean, staggering. That's staggering as well. Totally, yeah. Conversely, on SMS, you've got 23 billion. Oh, my goodness. And so, and yet all loyalty programs use SMS and email. And so SMS kind of like started to drop in about 2011. And WhatsApp kind of like passed them along the way up, you know, high-fived on the way. But um, it's staggering, the statistics on WhatsApp. But yet we see very little of engagement with... Um, marketers or loyalty marketing with yeah. WhatsApp as a channel mm-hmm. or as an interface. Yeah. And I find that very interesting. And indeed, it's how we first connected, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I will give a shout out to uh, Julie LeBlanc, by the way, our okay. mutual friend and contact in the uh, WIN network, so Women in Incentives Network. And during a conversation on that, Lisa and I talked a lot about WhatsApp and just realized we both see this as like the biggest missed opportunity yes. that we as loyalty experts seem to be seeing. And I think where we got to in the conversation, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like, and I think you use these words actually, Lisa, there's an evolution of the communication Mm. and there's an opportunity to differentiate, particularly with the emotional loyalty. 
Yes. Because I think we all have the transactional stuff down pat. Yes. So we can give you points, prizes, whatever you want, but actually connect with somebody. And my favorite example, and I've often said this, so WhatsApp is my favorite messaging platform. And when it is, for example, somebody's birthday, like yes. obviously personally, I won't just send a WhatsApp. I'll actually send a video. Correct. Or I'll send a voice note. Or if I'm afraid there's going to be complexity or communication, I will, I suppose, elevate my communication to eliminate the risk of confusion. And yeah. I think that's what we're seeing WhatsApp has the potential to do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and plus, don't forget, on, on WhatsApp, you've got an open rate of 98% as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, versus an SMS or an email, which you know, if you're lucky, if you get 20%. Totally. So, no, but, but you are able to, to send rich media on mm. WhatsApp. So okay. you are able to have the exchange of voice notes, like you say, or happy okay. birthday, video video yeah. and other content. Yeah. And it's a two-way dialogue, WhatsApp. Wow. It's unlike SMS, which is a one-way shot out. Yeah. WhatsApp is a two-way conversation. And the minute you have two-way conversations with people, you're able to build a relationship. Yeah. And, that, and the whole notion of voice, you know, Voice is able to convey subtleties that text cannot. Totally. Emotion. Yes. Um, tone. Yes. Uh, it's natural. Yeah. It's normal. And we all do it every day. Yeah. So the ability to use WhatsApp as a channel yeah. to, to, to merge kind of voice yeah. through the communication is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and, and we're just not doing it yet. I mean, Facebook have a stat that says 79% of their customers are more connected to brand if they can message with them via chat. Wow. That's a big statistic from Facebook as well, 79%. Sure? Yeah. And I think as well because WhatsApp is fast yeah. and it's convenient. Yeah. And I think when you're dealing with customer support mm -hmm. and it's fast and it's convenient, you get you know, a better customer experience yeah. and then for elevated customer satisfaction. Yeah. And then elevated customer satisfaction means happy customer. Totally. And it has not only has the emotional side, yeah. it has the um, the ability to have a, a better customer experience. So yeah. Yeah. all these factors, I mean, I could go on, as you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's so many factors to what makes WhatsApp really interesting for me yeah. and why people are not yeah. putting that correlation together yet. Yeah. But imagine in loyalty... So I'm, I remember, imagine a hotel. Yeah. I'm a, I have a loyalty program. Yeah. I can go on WhatsApp and I can put a voice note and say, yeah. what's my points balance? Yes. You connect WhatsApp yeah. to the loyalty management system mm -hmm. or any other CRM that you like. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you can make the WhatsApp more contextual of and more course. personal mm -hmm. to that individual. Wow. And can I make a restaurant booking? Mm. Uh, I've got a thousand points. Mm. What can I redeem for? Mm. And... That's so, and I can be multitasking while doing that, you know. Mm -hmm, yeah. I can be, you know, walking to work or whatever. Oh, how many points have I got? Oh, let me just let me just do a yeah. voice note yeah. and check with WhatsApp. Yeah. Uh, and so, and to your point of like the birthday message. Yeah. Imagine I'm a hotel chain, and my top customer's birthday. Well, yeah. the GM could send a voice note. Totally. Hey, next time you're in the hotel, let me know. I'll take you for a drink to celebrate. Yeah. Wonderful. It's like beyond personal. Exactly. It kind of goes even deeper than that. Yeah. And. It's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy to do. Well, that's, I think, the important conversation we need to have is how easy is it? Yes. How scary is it? How <laughs> expensive is it? Because clearly there are reasons it's not happening yes. just yet. Yes. And uh, I love what you said about uh, what's my points balance, because to me, that's something that everyone should be doing. It's a factual piece of information. It's not even a piece of customer service, as I define it. Yeah. It's literally checking a fact. So I cannot understand why I can't do that with everyone. 
every loyalty program in the world, but I can't. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get there. Yeah. But even as you mentioned hotels, so for example, I have just made a hotel booking. I'm feeling very lucky. Um, we do have some travel uh, capabilities out of uh, here at the moment. So I'm going down to a hotel in Sri Lanka in a couple Lovely. of weeks time. And the first thing that the general manager actually did was he sent me his WhatsApp number. Wow. So again, this is not the business solution that we're about to talk about. This is not being done at scale, but it is being done in the context where he wants me to have a great experience and I'm extremely nervous to be traveling at this time. Yes. So the fact I immediately said it to my husband going, we have a WhatsApp for the general manager. He was blown away. And you're telling me that story. Totally. And, and, it's, it's, and you were affected emotionally by that in exactly. so far as you felt, wow, Wow, this is nice. Yeah. And that emotion you have and you're telling me, I mean, it's it's simple Absolutely. marketing. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly, Lisa. So it's not complicated, as we said, yeah. certainly in the one to one context. Mm. So I guess what I think you have that I don't have is a sense of how does a business adopt WhatsApp? Sure. Because I know you need a different type of account. So you yes. might talk us through what's required there. Yes. Any alarm bells that we would need to be thinking about? Yes. And just, I suppose, the capabilities, because what I think the bad um, experiences have been, and I think we talked about this before, is sometimes there's just an automated chatbot. Yes. And that can also destroy a relationship. Yes. And I often rant about my banking app because yes. it has a very nasty <laughs> chatbot that I don't get on very well with. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so talk us through what's involved. Let's say I have a loyalty program. Let's say I'm an airline. Yes. Okay. Um, what could I do with WhatsApp as an example? And I think you're absolutely right to ask that question because it can go horribly wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. So and let's, that, let's admit that. Let's be and, honest. Yeah, yeah. We're, we can prepare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are five million businesses now using WhatsApp for business, but you know, you have to be very careful the way you structure it. And as you rightly say, there are a couple of ways to interact on WhatsApp. Okay. You've got your chatbots, mm -hmm. which are your automated response by okay. artificial intelligence, okay. where they analyze natural language processing and natural language understanding, okay. NLP, NLU. Yeah. And they understand the context of what you're saying to them, and then they will reply a message. Okay. And that's like a chatbot via messaging platform. Okay. And then you've got the, chat, the, the WhatsApps where you can direct the chat to a live agent. Okay. So someone will be sitting behind a desk and they will reply. Okay. Both in themselves have challenges. Yeah. As you rightly say with a chatbot, if you haven't set it up properly, yeah. if you haven't loaded the right amount of intents, as we call them, the kind of questions, okay. in the different varieties of manners that that question could be asked, okay. I could ask, hey, points balance. Yeah. And the chatbot doesn't understand what I've asked for okay. and just doesn't reply or comes back, sorry, does not understand that. Oh, my God. And How you're going to yeah, yeah. spiral downwards, big <laughs> yeah. crash at the there's, end. There's no way of getting out of no. that. No. <laughs> and, and sadly, I think this is where the hesitation is coming from on okay. WhatsApp, is okay. that a lot of businesses have done it, but maybe not done it perfectly well. Yeah. And the customer experience goes down, not up okay. because they haven't managed the, the chatbot side of things effectively. Okay. And conversely, on the live agent side, mm -hmm. I've also seen that done quite badly okay. insofar as um, uh, you've got a live agent sitting behind a desk mm -hmm. waiting for a chat. Mm -hmm. They pop to the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we just talked about... <laughs> Such the simple things. Yeah, I know. Goodness. Wow. But, you go to the, but you, you, we talk about how people like WhatsApp because it's convenient and fast, yes, right? Yeah. So you send a WhatsApp to a business yeah. and the live agent that's answering the query has yeah. popped to the bathroom yeah. and it takes seven to eight minutes to reply. Oops. Then you're kind of, you've lost them there as well. Yeah, yeah. So 
for me, the sweet spot's in the middle. Okay. And this, and there are, and you know, how you structure this needs to be a combination of AI, artificial intelligence, um, chatbot okay. with live agent. Okay. And if something hasn't been answered, you can trigger the systems to send to a WhatsApp group. Okay. To a live agent. Okay. Or the bot to answer. Okay. And so, not only do you have to be very careful in the structure of the bot mm-hmm. with all the intents, making mm-hmm. sure you're training the okay. bot every day. Yeah. Also, that you are. Um, Putting fail safes in there, okay. so if it doesn't get answered, what's the escalation? Okay. Where does that go? Okay. And I think that I think for those reasons we've talked about is why I think a lot of people are hesitant on it. Yeah. Um, which is understandable. Totally. Uh, and I think, but this space is evolving, okay. and in terms of how it works, um, very easy. WhatsApp, WhatsApp are very protective over who they give access to their API okay. because they want to maintain the security aspect of WhatsApp. Okay, and which is what we all love about it. We don't of get course. spammed. Of course, we get no me- no yes. marketing messaging right. on it. Yes, and so there's only about fifty companies worldwide, or fifty plus, I think, for fifty five or something like that. Okay, uh, that are business solution providers for WhatsApp okay. who can provide the API to connect with WhatsApp directly. Okay. And then you also need like a front-end interface. So you'll have your connector, your business solution provider that will connect you to the API of WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. And then you'll need your front-end interface. Mm -hmm. And that front-end interface will be your system that allows you to message. Okay. But also could be your chatbot, could also be your live agent login. Okay. Okay. A lot of these companies, there's thousands of companies that are doing this. Mm. Uh, And a lot of them have integrated solutions that have all of these elements in it. Okay. And so... um, Quite simple. You fill out some forms on on uh, with Facebook with mm-hmm. WhatsApp mm-hmm. Um, to get your WhatsApp for business um, okay. secured, okay. and you get a little green tick okay. on the top of your WhatsApp to oh. show that it's a business account. Okay, that's I did not know that. So if you okay. if you get WhatsApps from businesses and you do not see the green tick, okay. it's actually not a WhatsApp for business account. Oh my goodness! Um, and that's not um, approved by WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah. Um, so once you've done that, you've you've got your you're integrated with WhatsApp and you've got your front end solution or mm-hmm. interface or whatever. You, however you want to integrate or however you want to use your WhatsApp Absolutely. channel. Sure. Because not everybody wants a bot, not everybody wants live agent. Okay. Um, then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. So it's it's quite easy relatively to set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of rules and regulations on WhatsApp, yeah. um, you just can't send messages on WhatsApp. Like, okay. hey, promotion today, 50% off restaurant. You okay. just can't do that. Okay. And that's what I love about WhatsApp is they are keeping it protected that way. So yeah. that it ma- maintains the integrity for us as users. Okay, for sure. But there are loads of ways to manage that okay. and use WhatsApp for customer service, engagement and sales marketing. Okay. okay. So if a customer engages with you, okay. So I've gone onto the WhatsApp and I've said hello. Yes. The minute me as a customer has engaged with the business account, yeah. I have 24 hours as a business to engage with my customer and I can send the messages as I like. Okay. Um, because the customer has engaged. Okay. I haven't sent to the customer. So as long as the user yes. initiates the um, connection, the brand can essentially send anything. Well, within reason. I'm sure. So there's, I'm there's sure. within okay. reason, but there's a very clever way to do it. So, for example, at, at, a, at, a, at an airline, yeah. you, at the check-in desk, yeah. you could have a you could have an NFC tag or something that you could tap your phone on. It opens up WhatsApp and yeah. it's got pre-typed in there okay. the text "hello." Okay. And then you press send. Yes. So when you press send, you've initiated dialogue. Okay. So the airline would say, "Oh, hi." 
Hi, Lisa. Thank you for checking in with us today. Is there anything I can help you with? Okay. Click yes. Click put one for yes, two for no. Okay. Yeah. And so you you control the dialogue with a series of questions that yeah. that navigate yeah. the consumer mm-hmm. to something that they want to um, engage with. Yeah. So and that could be offers. So mm-hmm. if you say, would you like to receive special offer today? Yeah. If you say yes, mm. then you're allowed to send. Yeah. But you just can't broadcast okay. um, promotional messaging. But you can guide. There are clever ways to guide. Yeah. Um, the way so that it's not intrusive and yeah. it's customer led. Yeah. But you can you can broadcast um, um, communications on WhatsApps, and okay. they're called template messages. Okay. And template messages have to be approved by WhatsApp. Okay. And often they're in kind of like uh, often they're used for service. So maybe you've booked a reservation at a restaurant and you've given approval to be communicated via WhatsApp. Okay. So you can say, "Hi, Paula. Thank you for your reservation at." Um, the rib room, here's your reservation number. Okay. Would you like us to do anything else for you? Mm. So again, that template message is approved by WhatsApp. It's okay. happened as a result of a transaction. Okay. But then at the bottom of that, you can say, oh, Paula, would you like me? Would you like, is there anything else I can help you with? Yes okay. or no? Yeah. And then you can... And then as soon as you stimulate that dialogue, yeah. it's a, it becomes what they call a session message. Okay. So there are rules, and I'm talking very top level here of the rules. Of but, course, yeah. But there are rules, but providing you can... And, it, and if, to be honest, it safeguards you and the customer totally. for not wanting to get spammed anyway. Exactly. And you engage with it the way that you want to. Mm. And the business is able to engage with you and have a two-way dialogue. Mm-hmm. You're able to create this this connection with the brand. Mm. And it's under on your terms. Wow. On something that you use every day anyway. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I use mine three to five hours a day. It's, it's really embarrassing, actually. But I think I'm that's officially addicted to yeah. WhatsApp. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any convincing. And uh, again, loads on what you've said there that I want to pick up on. Um, One, you just reminded me, actually, that when this pandemic started last year, the default communication platform that was chosen by the World Health Organization was WhatsApp. Interesting. Which really, really impressed me. And again, I'll put it in the show notes there just to make sure that anybody who wants to just test something that, again, a global organization, which requires things like scale, um, accuracy, it's just a very nice interface. And again, I think it's purely chatbot-led because obviously they're not getting into anything individual. But it really just shows that it is, to me, the platform of the future. Mm. Um, And I think you've proven that. I love the balance between the AI and the live agent. Yes. And I also love the fact that you talk about that there are a limited number of companies that WhatsApp have opened up their API to. Yes. And for me, when we, you know, thinking about the audience listening to this show, for me, what I would be saying is to make sure to connect with somebody like you. And again, we'll make sure they can find you. <laughs> um, but I, for one, would not want to be a loyalty director figuring this stuff out on my own yes. when I know somebody like you has been down this road before. Yes. So I do think the expertise is invaluable. And uh, mm. and hopefully more and more of your clients are starting to pick up on it. I would love that. And, you know, part of what we do uh, at Bright Insights is really looking at tech technologies that can amplify and and really add value to what yeah. everybody does already. So we yeah. really look at unique technologies. That's what we look for. That's oh, what cool. we're looking for. Lovely. Um, but it's funny, you know, and I, th- I know we had this conversation is that I have pitched this kind of concept of utilizing WhatsApp to a couple of big br- yeah. groups within the UAE. Yeah. Um, but 
and sadly, probably for the reasons we talked about before, they haven't yeah. decided to adopt. Yeah. But I think it is coming. And I think maybe it, I'm I'm at the beginning of that, hopefully. I think you are. Um, yeah. And I hope that, you know, over time people can see the value. Yeah. And, and you asked a question before about the cost, because I think yes. that's going to change people's minds dramatic, dramatically. Totally. Yeah. It, it used to be a bit more expensive than it is now. Okay. And now, because of the so many companies that are providing that front-end interface layer okay. um, are coming on the market with competing products, it is so inexpensive to do this, Paula. Wow. Um, I was trying to look at some some numbers to try and give you some indications. Please, yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, so... It really depends how deep you want to go. You know, okay, you, yeah. do you want translation? Do you want yeah. the, the AI part? Do you want the bot? Do you want the live agent? Do you want the direct? So yeah. it could be really big or really small. Okay. But if you go, you know, full Monty, you know, mm. go all out there. For, okay. I want the sing- all singing, all dancing. You yeah. know, setup wise, you're looking at like twenty five thousand dollars. My goodness. So it's not expensive. Yeah. And especially if you go back to our app conversation and mm-hmm. you think about how much people spend on apps. Yes. It's beyond me. Totally. When, you know, I'd love to see brands trial and error in this. So if, they, if they're not sure about it but want to try it, yeah. um, you know, let's, it's $25,000. I get right now it could be a lot for people. But yeah. in the scheme of marketing budgets, it's probably not that much. Yeah. Um, let's try it with a, a group of your customers, you yeah. know. Let's yeah. try it with, if it's a hotel group, let's try it with one hotel. Yeah. Let's just see the response rate because yeah. I think the other factor to that is how willing customers are to engage with it as well. Totally, yeah. Um, yeah. But I'd love to. I'd love to, someone to jump on it yeah. <laughs> and try it. For sure. Because I think they would be the pioneer in that. Yeah. And it would be so interesting to see the engagement from a loyalty standpoint. Totally. And if they do, I will promise now I'll bring them on the show and we'll yes. do an So we'll get them a bit of kudos for that as well. But, but I think you're right, Lisa. It will position them in customers' minds mm. as an innovative brand. Yes. And KLM, I'm sure you know, uh, many years ago, as in, I'm going to say three years ago, started with WhatsApp as the first airline in the world. Right. And for me, I had booked a ticket and immediately the ticket came through by WhatsApp. Amazing. And I was blown away, like literally blown away. So again, I think you're right. You are at the beginning of this journey. You're here to hold the brand's hand, (laughs) coach them along. And I know you told me as well last time we spoke that um, you've scoured the world, you've looked at the technology platforms and you've chosen the best one that you believe. So you've kind of tested it up to your own standards, which I know are super high from your own kind of career background. So I think it's there to be done. It's there to be taken and somebody can just do an incredible job with it. Let's see. Let's hope. Okay. So that's our WhatsApp pitch. Um, I've been dying to have that conversation for such a long time. Um, And I think listeners will probably know as well, Lisa, just in general, anything to do with voice. I have been totally converted to the world of voice, as you won't be surprised. In fact, I think this is episode 102 or something like that of the podcast. Um, Also video. So again, I have a guest coming on in a couple of weeks talking about video communication. And there's things like Clubhouse. Yes. Um, now, that's the one I'm aware of, but I think you've done even more homework than me, Lisa. So tell us all of the other voice, video and communication options out there. Oh, uh, you know, I think we bonded over the voice thing. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely love the notion of voice marketing. Yeah. And I've been passionate about it for, or not not marketing per se, but passionate about the, the, the power of the voice for a long time. Yeah. And I think the rise in popularity of voice recently has been the convergence between consumer preference and technologically advancements. Yeah. So that's kind yeah. of collided. Yeah. But 
you know, 60% of people using voice now only started last year. Wow. The speed of this is yeah. going so fast. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, I also read a stat that 50% of all search in the US is voice now. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, voice is one, voice is a, the way that the customer engages with the brand, but also the way the brand engages with the customer. Mm-hmm. But voice is easy. It's yeah. natural. Yeah. The tone is easy to understand. The emotion, we talked about this with WhatsApp as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, and it's more personal. But what I love most about it is that you can really listen. Yeah. And you're doing podcasts, you know, all about this. Yeah. I did a training mm-hmm. about 10 years ago with a gentleman called Graham Fox. I don't know if he's still in the market. But okay. 10 years ago, I did a presentation training okay. about how to make effective presentations. Mm, yeah. And when I went into it, I thought it was all about PowerPoint. Of course. I'm, I'm going to learn about how to make it all funky and fizzy and everyone's going to love it. Yeah. And he basically put a black screen on the slide and said, presentations are all about the power of your voice. Why, oh why, are yes. people putting stuff on PowerPoints which yeah. takes the attention away mm-hmm. from what you're trying to communicate through your voice? Yeah. So he taught us in this presentation training to put a black screen okay. on the slide yeah. and talk to the audience okay. and only take the black screen off if you wanted to show a picture or something to demonstrate a point. Okay. And so ever since then, I've hated PowerPoint <laughs> and I've been very You fo- and most yeah. of the corporate world, I think, Lisa. Absolutely. But I focus on the voice and what I'm saying because then people listen. Yes, they do. And so if you think about it in what you do in podcasts or you think about it in voice marketing, it's all, people can also do it by multitasking. Yes. I play your podcast in the office whilst oh. we're working so the team can listen. Wow. I listen to podcasts while driving. Yes. Uh, people can do it by jogging, by running. Yeah. So, you know, there's a massive power in voice yeah. that people are now starting to see. And, and let's face it, I think COVID probably, probably amplified that with the fact totally. that yeah. people have massive screen fatigue. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but you can go for a run and listen. I mean, the voice is very powerful. And yeah. I think... Um, Voice marketing is now letting marketeers get much closer to their customers. Mm. And I've seen some fantastic examples. Um, I read an article in South Korea about Starbucks. Okay. You can send a voice note to Starbucks via certain mediums for your coffee and pay for it. On wow. voice. Oh my goodness. You walk in, you pick up your coffee and you walk out. Wow. You're multitasking on steroids there. Totally. But, but yes. you're using voice. And similarly with Estee Lauder... Oh, they've done some voice uh, marketing whereby you um, you have to request for these uh, little voice notes. Okay. And the voice notes will tell you, you know, don't forget to put your night cream on and pat around the eyes or whatever they're telling yeah. you. I don't know what they're telling you, but sure. Um, but effectively, they're giving you advice and reminders of making sure doing your skincare regime. Yeah. And it's all through the power of the voice. And it just, I just love the idea of it. It opens up a whole new door totally. of, of, of opportunities. And now social media has jumped on this. Mm. And this voice, yeah. social media phenomenon yeah. and Clubhouse. I mean, it is, everybody <laughs> is talking about Clubhouse. Yeah. And for, for me, there is a distinction between voice marketing and what Clubhouse and what other social voice social media channels do. Yeah. Um, and WhatsApp and everything. It's less about convenience, Yes, yeah. It's yes. more about access. Yeah, okay. It's more about having access to people um, and content that you would never have had ordinarily. Of course, yeah. Um, and for me, that's so powerful. You know, like, the like, you, you know very well, Elon Musk came on Clubhouse, course, gave it yeah. a good plug there. Yeah, but, yeah. but also, how would I 
get access to Elon Musk and listen to unscripted, yes. unscheduled yeah. content by yeah. someone like him. Yeah. This is the only way to do it. Yeah. And it's kind of completely the change, the dynamics, because mm. normally this content is controlled by media. Yes, of course. But yeah. now it's accessible yeah. for the likes of, of, of me. Yeah. And, you know, and I can knowledge seek on mm. these channels. Mm. I can look for things I'm interested for. Yeah. And then it's like podcast meets social media, you know. Yeah. And, and it, it's so fascinating. Yeah. But what's more fascinating to me... Ooh is how brands are going to embrace this. Totally. Because you can have a room on Clubhouse. Yes. But if you're a brand and you're a clothing brand, yeah. for example. Okay. And normally you market your product by your clothes yeah. because I choose Visually, clothes because of, of how I want them to look. Of course. How do you communicate your brand through voice channels? Yeah. And so you have to switch, there's a paradigm switch here, yeah. to amplifying what brand voice is about, but also communicating value. Yeah. Your, what your values are. Yes. And then what happens is, is people can emotionally connect totally. to that value. Yeah. So I'm I'm so excited to see yeah. what people are going to do. Yeah. Yeah. In these spaces. For sure. Um, so not only on social, but also voice marketing in general mm. and the power of the voice and the emotional connection. But what's everyone, how's everyone going to play it? Yeah. And and it's it's an extraordinary, and I'm going to use the word explosive yes. sector. And yes. I think we're, we're both totally aligned on that. For me, again, I don't know nearly enough. Um, for example, when you talk about Estee Lauder, that sounds like an Alexa uh, skill. Yes, um, correct. Now, I, I built an Alexa skill and I launched it. I still can't access the thing. But anyway, <laughs> I'm playing, let's yes. say, just for, for personal interest. So I think the whole voice assistance piece might be what you were saying in terms of the explosion of users in the last 12 months. Yes, correct. And I know there's incredible statistics around as soon as people try it, they're probably skeptical in the beginning but once you've tried it I think there's a huge conversion absolutely so the, the, just the, the comfort levels and I know friends of mine have talked about their parents using it for example so who may be elderly don't want to engage even with the mobile phone yes use a voice assistant because it's natural yes so absolutely I think the Alexa thing um, and any I suppose voice assistant Google etc I'm not sure how advanced we are in this part of the world we'll mm. probably get there you've reminded me as well in London I know there's um, like voice agencies. So, for example, more mature markets, let's say here yes. uh, than here, are starting to have specialists to, again, talk about what's your brand strategy on Clubhouse, to yes. your point. What's your brand strategy on a voice assistant? And I think the one that commercially everyone will get excited about is voice search. Yes. So certainly what I've heard and seen is in 10 years time, nobody's going to be going and tapping on the screen on their phone. You're literally going to say, actually, you know, tell me my points balance or whatever it is. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think the e-commerce applications are just mind blowing. And it's going to evolve. You know, there are so many platforms. Clubhouse is one that's got a lot of PR because of, yeah. it's, you yeah. know, you, you couldn't get in. You know, you had to be invited. <laughs> oh, and so, I know. The exclusivity piece yeah. does it super well. And as soon as that happened, I was like, I want in. How do I get in? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's Hear Me Out, there's Discord. Discord has been really successful the last couple of years on gaming. Yeah. Um, Twitter Spaces is coming. Yeah. And Facebook is rumoured to be doing something. Yeah. So there's going to be a whole shift uh, in terms of the opportunities for brands to engage on these type of social pla platforms. So sure. yeah. um, Clubhouse getting in there super early has is, is created these dialogues with these voice agencies. Okay, what's your vo what's your Clubhouse strategy? But yeah. it's soon yeah. going to be, what's your voice strategy totally. in social? Exactly. Um, and, and kind of uh, and figuring that out.
out. And I think that's that's super exciting. And I and I yeah. love the way yeah. it creates a much more personal yeah. relationship. Because, you know, you've always done brand guidelines in my past and you've got tone of voice and you've got brand, you know, totally. type, uh, font yeah. type and what have you. But yeah. voice is going to take the number one spot. It sure and is. how amazing is that? Yeah. How amazing is that? Yeah. And so all of a sudden your tone is very important because I think it's always the thing that people last yes. is the to- and whereas it's the most important how you yeah. present yourself and then yeah. the values that come behind that and how mm. you execute that mm. so I'm really excited and I'd love to see yeah because obviously loyalty marketing is my passion yeah I'd love to see how we can as a community in the loyalty space yeah. embrace this because we want that personal relationship with our customers more so than anybody yeah um, and we want to have that personalized relationship and that's a constant battle in loyalty anyway yeah so how do we how do we jump on this train and like and, and really embrace it and how do we make this yeah yeah you know, part of the strategy yeah and you've reminded me of another example um and again loyalty um can mean so many different things um to me you know in the context of this show it's the emotion of loyalty you know powered by loyalty programs usually but not always mm. and a really interesting case study for me was Ryanair which is you know an Irish airline mm. so i'm not sure everybody listening will know it but um it's it's in a very effective efficient low cost carrier that has zero loyalty program. Mm. However, it does have a podcast. Mm. So in my mind, thinking about the airlines, particularly in this part of the world, they mightn't be ready for an Alexa strategy or Mm. a Clubhouse strategy, for example, Mm. but they could just launch a podcast. Yeah, They could literally be saying, you know, here's Paula, she's going to Sri Lanka, let's have a chat about that experience and build, again, the inspiration around travel, Yes, which then brings the emotion of loyalty, yes. which, again, is completely different to, you know, their structured loyalty program. Absolutely. So I just think there are simple ways to do it. We don't need to overcomplicate things. But I think the key thing is, you know, the human voice is the oldest form of communication. Yeah. And let's just share it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Wonderful. Let's see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) So the other big thing I know we're both passionate about, Lisa, is uh, seamlessness, removing friction and really making things super easy for customers and again, building loyalty as a result. So tell me, what are your favorite things to recommend to a brand? Now, if you had a blank sheet of paper and let's say a bottomless budget, what would you be (laughs) if you were launching the next big thing in the loyalty world in, uh, in any country? What would you be recommending? Um, so I definitely feel that we need to make programs more simple yeah. um, and yeah. we need to get rid of some of this friction. Mm-hmm. I think we have really moved past pin codes, barcodes, scanners, plastic <laughs> cards, get my phone out, give totally. this code. I mean, yeah. it really does frustrate me when I go into a store and they say, can you give me your, your you know, your yeah. plastic card? I'm like, yeah. oh my God, are we really still doing that? I know. Um because there's no need and you know one of the core things you need to think about when creating a loyalty program is how do we keep it simple yeah and now um, we've done a lot of work um, in market with card link technology okay um, because I love it for its simple frictionless nature wow um, and, I, and we've done and Etihad and Aldar have both launched um, card link technology in wow. this region cool I'm very proud of them because it's fantastic yeah, yeah. Um, and let me just explain so card Yes, so that was exactly my first question. So just for anybody who hasn't heard about card linking, what is it in its simplest form? So essentially you can link a payment card, a credit, Visa credit or debit card or MasterCard or Amex and whatever region you're in, uh, into your loyalty profile. So say you have an app or a website, however you want to link that card to your loyalty account. Okay, nice. Once that card is linked one time, and usually you can link up to five cards. So if you have multiple cards in your wallet, you can link more. Yeah. Uh, As soon as that card is linked, 
linked against your uh, loyalty profile, yeah. you can use that linked card to transact at participating locations. Okay. Um, and what that means is this, if I go into a location that's, that's issuing points okay. uh, to me as a customer, okay. I have to, do not have to identify myself. I do yeah. not have to provide a, a card, a PIN code, a mobile phone. <laughs> um, the person behind the desk does not even need to know I'm wow. a loyalty customer. Oh, my goodness. I simply pay with that registered credit or debit card in the store. Yeah. And I will real-time earn uh, points for that transaction. Wow. And what I love about it is the frictionless nature of it. But what I also love about it is the ability that you can also burn, so redeem seamlessly as well. Okay. So say I go into into a store and the store's participating. I pay with my registered credit or debit card. Yeah. I walk out of the store. Yeah. And I can be prompted to say, would you like to earn points for that transaction? Okay. Or would you like to redeem points for that transaction? Goodness. And if I click redeem, yeah. I get cash back onto my credit card. Oh, my goodness. Again, seamlessly. Wow. So no redemption vouchers, no reconciliation. Yeah. There's no reconciliation with the merchant because they've had their full payment from yeah, the okay. credit card. Okay. Because you've paid full price in the store. Yeah, yeah. And all you're doing is cash back in the credit card post the transaction. Wow. And so um, Etihad did a great job uh, of launching this Brilliant. In, in summer. Okay. Uh, particularly during a pandemic. Amazing, um, Yeah. You know, they really, by using CardLink technology um, with their program, there was an amazing amount of engagement by not flying. Okay, of course. And people couldn't fly, right? So not only were people earning currency in everyday transactions, because Mm. we we have about 700 plus merchants um, signed up to their Miles on the Go program, Okay, which is um, Miles on the Go, there's there's 700 merchants. When you register your credit or debit card and you shop with any of those merchants, you can earn and burn Etihad guest miles. But... And they're physical merchants in shopping centres? Yeah, shopping malls, okay. Um, okay. Um, uh, namely the, all the Aldar shopping malls Fantastic. in Abu Dhabi. yeah, yeah. But the Which great, thankfully are open for business. And yes. Yes, yeah. But what's great about it is not only are you engaging because you're engaging with the currency whilst not flying, yeah. is that the redemption side of things, yeah. I think we were all surprised by how many people were redeeming their miles um, on the off, spot. On the spot, offline. Because really? okay. they couldn't fly, right? Yeah, so even yeah. though Etihad guest miles don't expire now. Okay, um, brilliant. But well done, Etihad. <laughs> yeah. However, you, you know, yeah. the, the, the flexibility to go, oh, car for, it's a bit expensive this week. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to just use my miles totally. to pay for it this okay. month. Okay, wow. And and the engagement was fantastic. And I think that, that that because a lot of airlines and a lot of loyalty programs, and I hate the word lifestyle, but I'll use it, yeah. want to make their programs more lifestyle. They want to make their programs connected with the individual's everyday life. Of course. And and so CardLink technology has really helped airlines to do this. Okay. Um, but also what the other great part about CardLink technology is that you get the data. Really? So Okay. So me as a as yeah. a customer of the yeah. loyalty program, I'm transacting in all these stores. Of course. And so you know I'm transacting in all these stores. Wow. And so Obviously, we have data, Lloyd's programs have data on customers, but sometimes it can be very granular. I mean, it can be very, sorry, very, you know, very basic, superficial, superficial, not very granular. And if all of a sudden you have data on me and where I'm spending, um, you know, maybe I eat 10 times a week at Cheesecake Factory, who knows? (laughs) Uh, But but you know that about me, that you didn't know that about me before. Okay. And yes, okay, co-brand credit cards can Mm. give you some level of information. Yeah. But you don't need to have a co-brand to link your card. Totally. So all of a sudden... You get access to a whole lot more data, mm. um, and that enables programs to really try to, to personalize a bit better. We know that a lot of people have problems with the personalization of their communications. Totally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, ongoing challenge. Ongoing challenge. Yeah. But 
imagine if you're able to, to to not only have the data that you have, but also the customer spend data mm. and using that to put them in propensity buckets for segmentation mm. and being able to be a bit more contextual with the way that you communicate to them. So not only is the CardLink technology, um, for me, seamless, frictionless and simple. Yeah. We've we've seen so much engagement with it uh, from the airline side and, and including Alda, um Dana program also has Super. um card link technology. Yeah. But the data that you get from it is great. Wow. And it, it, it eliminates the need for a lot of training and yeah. system integration okay. and all of this kind of stuff. It's yeah. all eliminated through My um, goodness. card links. So yeah. I'm I'm very passionate about card links. <laughs> and again it's another thing we share Lisa because yeah. I came across card linking, I'm gonna say about four years ago. Maybe maybe five, just before I came back to the UAE. And my mind was totally blown. So the the simplicity of it, and again, listeners will know, I do a lot of work with convenience retail, Mm. um, you know, even now. And I think it's probably the last sector to really embrace loyalty because it was really the retail experience that you really didn't want to be inconvenienced. Mm. Uh, But convenience retailers have certainly discovered card linking. Um, I hadn't realized until recently your point about not even having to open an app. So the point about showing up at a point of sale, regardless of the sector, the one thing we know for sure is going to happen is there's going to be a payment. Yes. Everything else should be optional. And to your point, everything else should and can be eliminated. Yes. So for me as a consumer, I'm kind of going, you know, would everyone just already get this sorted? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think some people have concerns about, okay, what about cash transactions? But again, COVID has probably amplified no cash. Yeah. You know, most people have used card yeah. um, and so as long as you've got a plastic card yeah. um, then you can link your your product now in this region um, at the moment only Visa is operating their platform okay. I, I hope the other platforms will come soon and I'm, I'm sure they will I'm sure they will I'm pretty sure they're working yeah. on it yeah. um, but globally mo- a lot of markets uh, all the platforms are, 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 all the schemes should I say yeah. um, have the ability to to, to link cards Visa, okay. MasterCard, Amex wow. and so yeah. uh, and again we've worked with a couple of card link suppliers and really we Brilliant. found one in, out of Europe that we feel does the most efficient work job. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And similarly, I mean, our reputation's on the line in of market. Course. Yeah. Um, we provide loyalty um, strategy and consulting, but we also recommend technology. So I need to make sure yeah. when I'm recommending someone that yeah. it's it's good tech. Yeah. And so I feel very confident that we've found such a great partner yeah. um, in the card link space okay. uh, to deliver uh, seamless, um, uh, frictionless um, loyalty transactions, yeah. solutions, yeah. 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 And something I heard about, which I'm sure is part of your solution, but just want to, to check mm. from my own knowledge, one of the big benefits in the retailer I spoke to who was in Europe in convenience retail, yeah. uh, I think in Denmark at the time, but one of the unexpected benefits they noticed was all of a sudden they could facilitate digital receipts, which hadn't been possible previously. Right. And what they found from the consumer feedback was there was a wow factor particularly again in a supermarket who wants all these bits of paper that we all kind of resent you know there's trees coming down left right and centre so is that another benefit that that most retailers can expect if they use card linking Uh, probably we haven't done that yet but I think it's a functionality of something we can do but yeah yeah, absolutely I also hate those receipts I don't generally don't take them we we should be way past that these days exactly (laughs) Um, exactly so yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. and I think there's lots more involvement in this space as well and and the ability to also um, do marketing on it. So 
So certainly from a mall perspective, we can do promotions to help drive visitor management. So okay. say, for example, um, you've got a mall um, program and mm-hmm. it's, it's facilitated by Cardlinked, okay. but you want to drive footfall to the upper floor because it doesn't get a lot of footfall. And from okay. a visitor management perspective, you're trying to give your tenants a nice big even coverage of the sure. flow of visitors. I don't sure. know. I'm making it up as I go. Yeah. But you could say, okay, any store that's on the fir- third floor, there's double points today. Wow. Any store that's on the second floor. You know, you could use it. Brilliant. And, yeah. and it's so easy to put a merchant into the platform. All yes. I, all you need is the merchant ID of the of the of the, um, the okay. store. Yeah. And you can pop it in as quick as you can type it into the computer. So yeah. Yeah. um to load and unload merchants is easy, yeah. seamless, simple, yeah. but also to be able to facilitate um, promotions based on category of merchant, mm. where the merchant exists in the mall, um, basket size. I mean, you can, uh, all, all loyalty platforms can do these type of things these days, but sure. how fun is it to play with that within yeah. a mall environment yeah. and guide visitors mm. uh, around the mall to places where you want them to go. So yeah. there's lots of fun things you can do yeah. um, with the technology to try to drive and stimulate behaviour and transactions yeah. as well. And I know there's another term as well I've come across, Lisa, which um, I think is an industry term, a payment industry term called card on file. And again, it's something we might explore maybe at a different time. Mm. But for me, you know, I do have a Visa card. So if I do that single, you know, adding it to my loyalty profile, as Mm -hmm. you said, I think the simplicity and stickiness of that customer suddenly is, you know, it's just extraordinary. You know, it's like it's this simplicity and again, removing of the friction. So getting that card on file, I think most retailers really need to get that one step taken by customers and to circle back to the start of our conversation rather than asking people to download new apps every time yeah. and all of these kind of things that's the one ask I yeah. think that makes sense yeah. uh, between a brand and a consumer so so yeah. from my perspective the more card linking that can happen the more excited I will be yeah and it doesn't have to be on an app if you don't want an app you could do it on a website and of then it's course. that one time amazing and I think one of the concerns if, if we if we also are honest about where there are concerns with card linking okay. is that people are worried about the security of it I'm putting my card on a of course on a yeah. uh, on an app or on a website, yeah. but these uh, the, these platforms are, are PCI level one compliant, which okay. is you know as secure as a bank, okay. um, and so it, it's very secure, okay. um, which is sometimes where we have concerns. But yeah, you're right. Um, let's All see. to be done. I know. My Can goodness. you imagine a program with WhatsApp? card linking (laughs) and uh, voice marketing oh my god Lisa okay we're going to find one we're going to make it happen I think between us maybe make our own one I think we should I think we should listen that's all of the questions I have from my side Lisa was there anything else that you wanted to mention before we wrap up no, just it's been a pleasure to kind of share some of my uh, thought processes on these technologies and have a forum to do it. So Indeed. thank you so much, Paula. Not at all. And uh, is LinkedIn the best place for people to find you, Lisa? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. So again, we'll make sure to link to that. But um, for clarity, Lisa Brightwell, Managing Director at Bright Insights Consulting. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thanks, Paula. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 170 executives in 20 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. 
For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show. Music